This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been extremely open about my struggles with severe anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, and therapy has honestly given me the tools to not only get through the everyday, but enjoy every day. Whether you're coping with trauma, stress, a specific hardship, whatever it may be, you don't need to feel ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you because there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You all know I always complain about how expensive therapy is, but BetterHelp therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are working with therapists from home. I mean, what's the harm in trying it? I guarantee BetterHelp's therapists will provide you with a new perspective on your current struggles. BetterHelp has a special offer for Meet My Mess listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash meet my mess. That's better com slash meet my mess. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. day to all you mess makers and thank you for tuning in every week or this week at least because there hasn't been an episode in about 10 weeks thank you for tuning in to meet my mess today we have a guest on the show that inspires many and especially me it's me once again I didn't book a guest because I wanted to catch up a little a lot's changed since I last recorded a podcast. But first I wanna tell you what just happened to me just to kick things off with a bang. I'm moving right now. Hence the boxes to your left and to your right. And I was moving my mattress in because I've been sleeping on the floor for the last four days and um, my shoe broke. So I'm walking back to my apartment in the middle of Canada in the cold. And there's this boy in my apartment that I'm constantly seeing. And since my shoes broke, I was walking bare feet in the rain through Vancouver. So that's just another relationship that hasn't started that I've already ruined. Welcome back. I know I haven't done a podcast in quite a while, Um, I was in Greece with my family for three weeks. I was moving. Um, Life just got really busy for a while. And I just didn't have the time. And to be honest, the motivation to record the show. um, I was finding, I felt like I was just like 
only doing this for the sake of getting it done and forgot why I was doing it in the first place. And I think for anything you do in life, you have to reflect and see if um, it's something you really want to be doing. And after some long, hard thinking and reflecting, I have reconnected with my purpose in doing this show and sharing people's messy stories. So I'm back and I'm stoked to do it. And I'm just feeling this new sense of motivation and rejuvenation um, that I might lose once again. Um, so yeah, one of the reasons I've been so busy is because I'm moving into a new apartment. Um, I love this place. My mom lives across the street. It has a gym in the apartment. And um, one great thing about this place is that it has massive, massive windows. And when I looked at this view, I was like, oh, I have the view of the pool. I have a view of a garden, a courtyard, and a view of a park, which in my head, in theory, I was like, oh, that's so lovely. Like such a wholesome country environment that I've come back to um, until I invited my little brother over to come see the place. My 14-year-old brother walks in. First thing he says is, you know, I'm gonna spend a lot of time here so that mom doesn't know that I get stoned. And I was like, okay, we're off to a great start. Um, I was like, all right, yeah, you're always welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm your older sister. I'm not here to rat on you. I just want you to be safe. And then he walks on over. He's like looking around, sauntering over with his hands on his hips. He goes, and make sure you have a box in the cupboard for me full of snacks waiting. I don't know who the fuck raises kid or where he gets off, but then he comes over hands on hips, takes a nice deep breath, looks around, starts nodding his head. He goes, perfect view for a pedophile and walks away. And now <laughs> the space that I work at, I look out and was like supposed to be this like lovely, wholesome grounding view now feels like a place for a pedophile. And I don't know about anyone else, but I like to walk around naked, love to walk around naked. And you usually think in your head when it's like the old man across the street who's like might be at risk of seeing you naked, you're like, oh, he would probably like it. But if you walk around your apartment, when you live across the street from the park, you have the odds of becoming a registered sex offender. Now, have I still walked around in my underwear while cooking teriyaki salmon? Yes. But I always make sure the blinds are closed and that the kids look at least over the age of four. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> pedo joke to start the episode right back off but it is quite a distracting view especially now that I'm gonna sit here and talk about sex and 
saying the F word one too many times or 10 too many times, as my mom would say, I'm going to be looking at um, little Joey and little Alyssa running around at the park, spinning in circles. Moving's a lot of hard work. Um, didn't realize I have to like set up tables alone. I have to set up my bed alone. And it's really reminded me that I do actually need a man in my life. And someone to build things for me and cook and clean. I'm going to the Jack Harlow concert next weekend. My little brother's birthday just recently passed. He turned 14 years old. Yes, the one that wants to come over and hide out here for my mom because he gets too stoned. I am going to the Jack Harlow concert with him next week. And, you know, I'm a Jack Harlow fan. I like his music, but I feel like I might be just on the verge of being like too old to be like a huge Jack Far Jack Farlow fan, a huge Jack Harlow fan. And so I'm realizing as I'm going to this concert with my brother, I'm like, oh, like I won't be able to like meet any dudes, but I'll like get to hang out with Jack, <laughs> hang out with Jack Harlow. Who do I think I am? I will get to, listen to a Jack Harlow concert. And I really like this new album. And then I realized that all of the people that are gonna be at this concert are gonna be 15 years old. My brother is going to have more prospects at the Jack Harlow concert than me. And that, that right there is the fuel that has gotten me to restart this podcast. Because when I realized that I might be the old one at a rap concert, I realized that I really do not have my life together in one single bit. I went out for dinner with my friends the other day and they are all talking about their careers, what they've been doing. And uh, me, I've been trotting around the world listening to heavy rap music. And that's just a little embarrassing, but also the sickest thing ever. No, <laughs> um, I want to chat a little bit about travel because as anyone who listens to the show knows, as all four of you know, I have been traveling around Europe for the last seven months. I know, braggy. You probably are about to shut me off. I sound like a white privileged bitch. Um, but I want to talk about the not so exciting and not so romantic parts about traveling solo. I have loved every second of it. It's been fulfilling. I've learned a lot. I had the best time ever. I got some good D kiss me if you're foreign, but I, um, now coming back to Canada, I don't know what point I was making. Honestly, sometimes on the show, I just get to rambling 
just for the sake of doing it. And um, that's what I just did there. What I really want to talk about is the fact that solo travel is not easy. Yes, it's fun. You get to meet new people all the time. You get to see new places, try new restaurants, try new foods, experience new cultures. It's what you should be doing at a young age or ripe age of 20, whatever. You should be doing it at any age, honestly. Go and fucking travel it anyways. Do it up. Um, But it's not always the like romantic, easy experience that everyone makes it out to be um there's a couple whoa earthquake earthquake there's a couple reasons for that um one it is quite expensive and like obviously that's clearly everyone's first worry when it comes to money it is possible to travel the world with very very little money especially if you go to places where currencies are where your money like where your dollar is extremely strong so anywhere in southeast asia is usually pretty cheap a lot of european countries i can obviously send a full list or release a full list if that's um of interest to anybody um but go to countries that your dollar is strong Use your money wisely, stay in hostels. And the best piece of advice I've ever been given was to just start and go and money can always be sorted. There's a lot of ways you can volunteer, but at the same time, if you like your comfortable spaces, if you easily get irritated by being around other people, if you don't like constantly changing environments, if you always need to be eating like the top tier food, if you always want to be not buying new clothes, solo travel is going to be really, really hard for you because traveling solo at a young age is about living off the basics. Um, especially if you don't have a 100% steady current job, um, it does cost you money to take flights. It costs, you got to eat, you know, all the typical things, but you do save costs on a lot of things. Like you probably aren't going to be paying like typical bills, like Wi-Fi, hydro and rent. And instead that money is all going to go into accommodations and somewhere like a hostel or something like that, which is often cheaper anyways, than um, stayed in a $2,600, oh my God, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing that I just said that number, oops. And it's more embarrassing that I'm acting embarrassed about it when I just did it. You know, when someone's like, oh my gosh, like give me attention about how not embarrassing that embarrassing thing was that I just did. It's like, no bitch, sit in the embarrassment, relish in it, revel in it. Embarrassment is one of the best feelings we can feel because It teaches you not to be a dumb bitch and not to say stupid things that make you look bad. It teaches us how to be successful members of society. Um, Yeah, it costs money, but you can figure it out. You're just not gonna have to, you're just gonna have to be able to like live off the 
live off the bare minimum and be able to control yourself in situations where money might be really, really short, um, be able to handle that both personally, mentally meaning, um, and financially, like, are you a resourceful person? Can you find ways to make money? Are you willing to do work that isn't like glamorous or like super like socially accepted in order to get your travel done um it's also can be very very lonely to travel solo that's for sure there's a friday night there's like a concert in town you really really want to go to but you don't want to go to fucking Kendrick Lamar all by yourself, do you? It feels awkward. It feels embarrassing. And it's just like not as much fun as it would be without having friends. I have gotten really good at spending time alone, but this is still like one thing I would have a really hard time with is like going to a show by myself another thing is like oh my gosh it's Friday night you've been working all week and all you want to do is let loose and go out for like a drinks drinks at the club especially as a young girl and you're like fuck I don't know anyone in this city no one at all and you're not going to go to the club by yourself one it's dangerous and two again it's embarrassing know what you can do is go to like a super ass fancy Italian dinner and drink a whole wine bottle to yourself while you flirt with the waiter and that's fun too depending on what kind of person you are it's arguably more fun the thing is with making friends in different cities though is people are off actually more open to making friends than you think um and the two best ways that I think that you can make friends while traveling is one to um, download Bumble BFF. I know it sounds pathetic, but when you're traveling, there are so many other young people just looking to meet friends. I know it sounds like a little awkward, but like there's a lot of dope girls out there or boys. If you're listening, there's a lot of cool. I don't know if it'll actually work well with dudes but dudes are like way easier I feel like they'll just like they like walk up to like a dude and just like sort of like just like groan at each other just, mm, 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 mm. and then like 20 minutes later they're fucking pounding a beer it's a lot easier for dudes girls like have to assess that all the factors they're like okay like what is she wearing um is she going to be a threat to me at the club is she hot enough that people will want her to come with me places but not so hot that she'll take all the attention away from me is she a nice person does she have good values does she um hang out with me because she thinks I'm hot that's how it more so goes with girls and it's a little bit tough so you got to find someone in your equal hotness level on Bumble BFF and then you can run around Europe however you see fit with tens or with creeps depends on the level the other way that you can meet people is through 
staying at youth hostels. And I've talked about this on the app on the show before and how beneficial they really really are um one point i didn't mention last time that i want to mention this time is that there are actually dorms for both different genders and there are some that are actually um people that like only people 40 years old and under can stay there so that's kind of nice because then you don't have like the really fucking creepy dude that snores and drools onto your bed yes that really did happen onto my hand I was sleeping my hand out like on my arm out and all of a sudden I feel drip that's it just one drip I look up no leak Feel the substance on my arm. Not water. From a random old fucking man. At least if it was from a dude with a nice face. Could have it fucking licked it up or something. But this scenario, I had to stand up and go wash off in the bathroom and then fucking wince myself to sleep for the rest of the night. People in hostels can be fucking freaky. They can stalk you online. They can watch you sleep. Technically, they could murder you if they wanted to. But I've never had it taken that far. (laughs) That does not sound promising. And I don't know why anyone would take advice from me. You won't get killed. You will likely make new friends there. You will, in all honesty, you'll probably have to deal with a couple creeps, a couple people hitting on you that you don't really have any interest in. And depending on what kind of girl you are, that is a plus or a minus. For me, it's a plus. I mean, attention, wherever you can get it, am I right? You'll have to deal with a couple creeps, but at the end of the day, you're going to make more friends than you are stalkers, and it's worth it. And then you can travel with those friends to other places. Then you can start renting Airbnbs together and apartments, and you can share a pina colada out of a coconut, and it's really, really lovely. The thing was also about traveling that people over speak about, but I feel like it is worth noting is that like people often think you're running away from something and that might very well be true, but I don't really think that there's a problem with running. Like if you are happier right now living, running around the world, experiencing different cultures, being around people that lift you up rather than push you down, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I say like run for as long as you can. Me personally, I couldn't run for that long because in the back of my mind, I always knew that there was things back here that needed to be sorted, dealt with, stuff with me personally that I was just kind of 
distracting myself from dealing with. So there is the possibility people are going to look at you and just be like, oh, she is just running. There's a possibility that this is, which is the more important point that you actually are just running. So I would say while you're traveling and before you go traveling to really think about like, am I only doing this to get away from my current situation? And is going away for a little while going to fix the situation? And sometimes it honestly is going to. Sometimes you just need to leave your current situation for six months because you just need a break. (laughs) Me acting like other people just do that. They just pick up and like run away whenever they need a break. But it's kind of what I do. And it seems to work out pretty okay. I meet people from all around the world and... I always come home a happier and more in perspective person. So that's what you need. I don't think that there's any shame in that, but just know that there are probably deep rooted things that are probably going to come out in other areas of your life, like relationships and things like that. If the reason you're traveling is to just run away. And then in hand with that is the feeling you get when you do come home which is just shit, bro. Like, I cannot tell you how it feels to have been running around town, not even town, town, running around town, the whole fucking world, running around the world and then coming back to your hometown. Like, when after you come back from traveling, you're likely going to have to, like, stay with family until you get a place sorted. And, like, to go from being, like, in fucking Australia or something to your mom's basement and, like, walking around the same town that you went to high school in is, like, a really, really shit feeling. It makes you feel like you had, you were, like, on top of the world, like, everyone kind of started looking at you like holy shit like I want that life to like be back here and like the thoughts do creep in of like do people look like view me as less now because I'm back home which is like crazy but like you when you're traveling everyone's going to be like wow that's so cool like your life so seems so cool and all that and then like when you come back home to a normal life you're like well fuck Am I still cool? Is that imposter syndrome? Did I just diagnose myself with imposter syndrome? It would be so cool to have one more mental illness, like depressed, anxious, and imposter syndrome is not a mental illness, but it would be like really like cute and like humble for me to say that I had imposter syndrome. I'm an imposter. I mean, like, my life, like, seems really, like, I seem like I have it all together. I seem like I have all this money and a great apartment and that, like, I'm traveling the world all the time. But at the end of the day, I don't really feel like I'm that person. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm nothing but a I'm, like, intimidating someone else. But, like, that's really what I fucking sound like. <laughs> anyways, anyways. I have no idea what I just went rambling on about. 
but it felt insightful, it felt meaningful, and it felt right. It's now time. Actually, one more thing. Getting lost, getting lost and being sweaty and like wearing clothes. This is like another thing you really got to fucking, that's like shit about traveling is getting lost, one, on top of getting lost, being in clothes you've been wearing for like 18 hours and then like three, like sweating, like you're carrying like a thousand bags. You like can't fit the hoodie and like two pairs of pants you're wearing in your bags as you're walking around like fucking Madrid. Like so shitty, lost, hungry, just got off a flight. Like that, that feeling is shit. And it's intimidating to be in a city you don't know. And like, just like feeling like those are like the kinds of things that like you make you cry for no reason, you know? um so like prepare yourself for a lot of days like that honestly a ton of days like that nights where like okay I took a trip over to this island and I might not make it back to my hotel so I'm gonna have to find a new one and find somewhere else to sleep things like that happen oh the bus just decided not to show up for the rest of the day that's just how it is work around it a lot of things like that that you just have to figure out on your feet you have to prepare it and you can't let it affect you and you can't let it get to you because at the end of the day that's part of the experience and that's part of like the learning curve of traveling solo this is how you learn to like be resilient how to problem solve that is what you take away from situations like that so be prepared though it's shit it sucks to like get lost or like be in a bad situation when you travel because it does happen quite a bit. As I'm coming back, I like don't have as many crazy stories as I did the first time around. Um, I guess I've matured a little, but it is um, a little bit sad to say that I, I just like went to like fucking enjoy myself and not do anything too reckless. Like I did have sex in a hostel with 21 other people sleeping around me. That happened. I did hook up with two Italian men at the same time that were cousins, that happened. But overall, the tomfoolery was kept to a solid mid-level. Those stories will come out over time, but right now, it is time for messy or marvelous. There are a couple topics that I want to, a couple controversial topics I want to clear up for all the mess makers. The way I'm sitting right now makes me feel like I should just have like a big glass of whiskey and like be sitting with my legs open and having some girl named Katarina giving me a massage. The Emmys the other night were trash. I like have not seen an award show that bad in years. Um, I literally got high as shit and just started laughing hysterically at the Emmys. Performances, so, so soppy and trying to be so progressive. It was fucking awful. At one point, there was the host, which I don't know what the fuck his name is, 
the host talking and then some lady behind him like just like like everyone in the background like like looking around talking like enjoying the scenery and this one lady straight up is just sat there looking at the camera like this every once in a while she'll like glance over like this way and then like this like no simply no change in facial expression like she's practiced this face in the mirror for hours she bought the seat for ten thousand dollars and she's gonna make sure she looks fucking good it was hilarious the outfits were just awful everyone's just fucking crying like walking around like we are truly the most talented people on earth they like look around and they're like i'm just truly the best person on earth if you attend the emmys you are telling the whole world that you think you are one of the best artists in the whole world and think you may be crowned as such tonight now if I got invited to the Emmys I would also go and I would kill a look but it um from an outsider's perspective it looks embarrassing and it looks facetious (laughs) what does that word even mean facetious I don't think that's the right word. Facetious. I didn't even spell it right. Treating serious. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, you know what I mean. You understand the word I'm meaning. Um, it was awful. The Emmys, messy. This year's Emmys, messy as fuck. Um, I've also been watching the show Dated and, Re- Dated and Related, Dated or Related. It's like the good kind of messy. It's really just a ripoff version of Love Island. Moving on. Oh, it's it's the good kind of messy. I don't know if I said that. The hatred in Canada. This is like only a really Canadian thing. So like, don't skip forward. It might be still interesting to you. But like in Canada, there is like a large, large hatred against Justin Trudeau right now. Like everyone like no matter how far left or right wing you are everyone just agrees on the one topic of like we hate Trudeau like everyone it's crazy like honestly me personally I'm like okay like he's not he what has he done that's that bad like that bad I mean look at every other country in the world like they got fucking schools getting shot up they got wars and like our biggest problem here is like that I can't get a oceanfront condo if I want one people like are really hating him I went to Burke Kreischer show the other day we would like hung out backstage for a little while after and um he brought up Trudeau and everyone just started like booing screaming like I hate Trudeau like fuck Trudeau like my stepdad has a a fucking sticker on the back of his truck that says fuck Trudeau I'm gonna literally look it up why does everyone I hope this is like not a really insensitive reason that I don't know about 
but I've been like gone for a while. So like cut me some slack. Why does everyone hate Justin Trudeau? The disdain. Um, okay. It says they hate him more than most people hate him more than his dad, who was fun fact, also our prime minister, allegedly because, um, Justin Trudeau is really the bastard son of Fidel Castro. Um, he's disliked, um, because he revealed the concealed truth. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, see, again, like, these are no proper answered. It's just saying all of the worst people on earth hate Trudeau. So, like, maybe Trudeau does control the internet, and that's maybe why people hate him. Is Trudeau, like, a part of, like, anonymous? Like, is he actually, like, a computer wizard? Is he, like, paying people government money to wipe the internet of people hating him oh my god justin trudeau's an internet hacker that's gonna be the name of this episode justin trudeau is an internet hacker funny so funny also that i don't have a fucking producer to like write down notes for me because i'm poor the one oh the hatred toward justin trudeau is messy because like why are you guys hating that much? You know you'd let him fuck you. Male or female. That's if Canada can't do anything right, it's that we have a fuckable prime minister. The one drink a day mindset is very, very messy. Binge drinking is actually better for you. Studies show. Because, hear me out. The one drink a day mindset is like, oh, like I'll have one drink today. But like, can you not have that drink today? Like, could you just not? Like, could you just have dinner and like after work not have it? Whereas like binge drinkers, like they'll like fucking all week long be like at the gym on their P's and Q's having a whole two bottles of water every day, cleaning their house every night. Unlike me, because I'm a one drink a day kind of gal. Kidding. I'm a three drink a day kind of gal. And um, journaling, that's all that binge drinkers do. One drink a day is their fucking, all they do is sit on the couch and watch Netflix and cook dinner and plan their suicide plans because they have six kids under the age of 15. That feels like a appropriate place to stop. Binge drinking is simply better. Thank you for um, listening to this new episode of Me, My Mess. I'm going to try and um, really hone in the kinds of guests I have, get some really funny people on. Um, I just think that I've been taking things too seriously on this podcast and um, we need to be having a little bit more fun. We'll let the Jay Shetty's solve world issues i'm just here to uh fill the noise while you get through this messy messy existence that is life make sure you follow the podcast it makes your life and my life better and most importantly stay messy 
Ding!